Okay, happy Scorp- birthday. <laughs> what? Oh, my birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. Well, this, I think this will air the mainstream people. Yeah. We'll get it, I think, on my birthday. Yeah, we're calling you mainstream because you're not a member of the Patreon. Yes, non-Patreon people, but Patreon people will be listening to this before my birthday. That's correct. But we are in Scorpio season. Yes. So happy Scorpio season. Probably every episode will be a Scorpio season because Scorpio Yeah. it's the best. It, it honestly is. I was reflecting on this the other day. I was like, I love everything about Scorpio, even its controlling nature. Um, I actually don't, <laughs> I think Scorpio is the best, but I don't know that I love everything. I was actually kind of relieved that our, our child will not be a Scorpio. Yeah. I don't even think there's aspects happening around that time either. Um, because that can, well, it depends on the time of birth. Yeah. I don't know. You could have a Scorpio I'll see where moon. The moon. Well, depends. Moody I, I broody. gotta see. It could have a loaded eighth house for all we know. I'm a Scorpio with a fair amount of Scorpio and a loaded eighth house. Yeah. So I got a lot of Scorpio and eighth house ideas going on. I say that because Scorpio is the natural ruler of the eighth house. And in astrology, you have the sign, you have the houses. They are technically different, but they mostly overlap as far as its spiritual ideas and concepts. What the house is, is the arena in which those activities are taking place. And then the sign is like moving around. Right. So, um, or the sign will move around and occupy a house. What's so, the Scorpio arena look like? Well, or the eighth house the eighth arena. The house is inevitability. Mm. It's, you know, regular astrology, you'll see it's like, um, you know, taxes, death, it's inheritance. But I like the notion that eighth house is other people's money. Yes. And on a deeper level, it's support from the universe. And then the second house is what you do, which is opposite the Taurus, Scorpio, second house, eighth house dynamic. So you look at second house, it's it's easier to learn astrology when you sort of look at the, the spectrum of it. So we'll talk about second house for a minute, which is natural rulers, Taurus. And the second house is basically... How do you earn or create resources through your own talents? Mm. And then the eighth house is uh, other people's money. So think, how do you make your money? Like I'm just using the money example. Scorpio is how do do other people give you money? So if you go a little deeper into that, you could, I'll look in a chart, right? And I'll see certain things in the second house that might tell me, oh, how this person can earn money or create resources for themselves. And then the eighth house, you could look at how would that even be supported more, right? So, oh, I have a an idea for a great startup company, but I need investors. The eighth house is the universe showing up to give you other people's money. So, and that's also why it's inheritance, because eighth house also rules death. Okay. It also l- rules birth. Mm. So it's the regenerative. Well, to stop. 
just don't you're jumping way ahead you always do this you always like go right to the hey what's this movie about oh well just right at the end it turns out that you know his father died but then he finds out that his father's really his brother and that his mother wasn't his mother and that he was actually an alien um so don't go there okay you're going to confuse everybody because that's another level okay well i was just thinking marriage inheritance um well, you're speaking for yourself because now you've like just, <laughs> just taken all my resources, Gina. Um, don't worry, I'm gonna make sure you're working for it <laughs> since I do all the cooking. Yeah. Um. So, to, why you you just love to break the flow? <laughs> Sorry. So, no, I'm not even talking about marriage in the eighth house. Okay. That's a much more advanced concept of it. Okay. Okay, I don't even remember what I was talking about. Well, you were talking about inheritance and death. Yes, okay. So somebody dies, you inherit money. Mm-hmm. So, it, But it's it's the regenerative power of generations. So really, 8th house is generational wealth. Mm-hmm. I bring that up because that's a big hot topic now because everybody's like oppressed and whatnot. And it comes down to fucking money. Yeah. The eighth and, and second house have to do with your power and your power for money and resources, mm-hmm. your ability in that. Who are you? What do you do? How does the universe, the world, other people, something outside of yourself, how is that getting supported? Scorpio is the sign of the soul. And that's it. Mm. It's Pluto. Mm-hmm. And Pluto will fuck you up. Pluto is for professionals only and so scorpio i think is a great line if scorpio is for professionals only because pluto rules scorpio so what does this mean it's the truth of your soul Mm. period so everything else that doesn't truly serve a purpose to that should die off right scorpio loves to kill that Mm -hmm. that's why scorpio energy just loves to lay little zingers Yep. And sting everybody and be like, that's not your soul. And you, a Scorpio, a true Scorpio with that uses their ability. There's nothing worse than a devolved Scorpio that's just like petty and insecure. Mm. Will uh, rattle people in yeah. one word because a Scorpio will know exactly the deficiency of what's getting in the way of your soul. And will bring it out and love to sting you with it. Yeah. But when it's used in a much more elevated way, Scorpio energy Pluto is going to destroy and burn off that which doesn't serve a purpose for your highest truth and evolution, which is your soul. Mm. We're incarnated. So many mythologies teach us that at, at incarnation, we're separated from our soul and there's a disconnect. Um, and on some level, we're trying to reconnect with that. And we have all of this influence karmic baggage maya illusions societal baggage parents people places things you name it the list goes on of all of the crap that we're incarnated to that keeps convincing us that we're disconnected from our true essence our true reality and our true soul scorpio will come in elevate that scorpio wants to poison and kill that which isn't true to, mm-hmm. to the individual, to you, to your soul, and it'll strip it away. And that's what Pluto will do. So when Pluto aspects start happening, shit gets real. Pluto gets, Pluto gets really real to, to a higher level. Shit gets real with Saturn, but it still could be human construct. 
the Pluto reality is like, oh, here's your fucking soul and fuck off. And if yeah. you're not part of this, then fuck you. And I don't want to deal with it. Um, so the misnomer, the old Scorpio was ruled by Mars because Mars is, can be inherently destructive, but it's Pluto. Mm. So, um, you know, your soul is kind of your secret. Scorpio is secret. So we have this secret soul that we may get glimpses of. So in magic, the idea is that we're finding our true will, our true soul, our true purpose, our true divinity. And we're mostly just having to clear away the shit that gets in the way of that. When we open up to that, then it's our job to then enact what that mission is here mm. through this incarnation. So the soul already exists. The soul is eternal. Scorpio is eternal. It always exists. It's life and death and rebirth and generation. Scorpio will keep going. That's why sort of the joke is like Scorpio will always get the last word in because if you think of the sort of regenerative cycle of something, it wants to start and it wants to end it. So um, that's why I love to mess with my mother from digressions mm. that she, um, you know, did against me. <laughs> yeah. I like, but the, I mostly like to the do butter it. on the pancakes. Yeah, or did you fucking believe that? Yeah, like I'm three, and she would put butter on the pancakes, probably cook it with a little butter, and it would melt, and then I, it wasn't there. And yeah. then my mom would try to tell me, "Well, it melted." And I was like, <laughs> "You don't fucking understand." And I knew this as a so three-year-old. Your want, poor mother. <clears throat> I wanted the experience of feeling the butter melt, mm -hmm. watching the mother butter melt and feeling the way it gets softer on your fork so you as a person <laughs> as an individual can spread it on your pancake yeah. at will yeah and she was messing with that right for me so from you. i was three but i remember it now yeah. you remember it now i remember it you have a scorpio moon so you'll just like I remember hold on everything. to that yeah. now is it really that big of a deal i was pissed as a three-year-old because she was ruining my pancake experience. <laughs> like, just... And we're in Vermont now. Yeah. This is the land of pancakes. I know. Like, you will be kicked out of the state and and at least find probably arrested if you use non-Vermont maple syrup. But... That would be tragic. The sort of joke of the last word of Scorpio is because that really... You know, I joke about the resentment and holding on to things, but it's totally true. But it's just because it sees a bigger picture. Mm -hmm. It's a long-haul psycho cycle. Like, if you have... It's a psycho, too. <laughs> you, yeah. It's a long-haul psycho. slip there. <laughs> no, well, that's pretty probably straightforward. Scorpio's the darkest and worst sign, and when it's done right, it's the best and coolest and most dramatic yeah. and most... I think one of the most smart signs, but it's a different type of intelligence. It's a very powerful sign. Um, everybody loves Scorpio season. Everybody loves goth. Everybody loves Halloween. I kind of feel like all those French films about the meaning of life are really rooted in, in Scorpio. No, they're not sensibility. Deep no, I don't know. Yeah. That's like think about sensible. like, or I'm not going to say French, but I'm thinking of like the seventh seal. Ingrid. Um, no, those are Ingmar too Bergman films. They would be slower. Okay. I don't... Know. You're saying Scorpio films would be slower? Pretty much every time you start talking about astrology, I disagree with you. Um, That's I don't fine. think that it's Scorpio. People on, Scorpio on the other end could be thinking, oh, are, it, what about the French films? And then I just clarified it. Or you he just wasn't clarified French. it. No, I know. I just changed it. I'm just saying those films about like the meaning of life. That film was coded with a lot of symbols. 
there might be some overtones of Scorpio in there. Mm. Um, but I don't. Or even Persona. That's a good one. I would think those are more Pisces with. Um, it's it's Pisces and probably Gemini energy. Mm, oh so yeah, thinking, good call. A lot of symbols, a lot of yeah. information. That's, okay. But it's hidden, but it's right in plain sight. Mm. So um, what I want to get to is to simplify it. The Pluto energy just says, "Here's your soul. If you're ready for it, then hell yeah." You know, just some people are so attached to the false narrative of who they think they are and what they should be doing. Pluto will come in and fuck you up. It does. Pluto actually doesn't fuck you up. Pluto's here to, to take care of you, um, and to help you from being so fooled from the illusion of your own illusions. Yeah. Where you're so convinced that oh this is you know this is what I'm meant to be doing in my life. Um, it Pluto doesn't doesn't want or have time for that which isn't true. Right now, the United States is going through its Pluto return. Right. So that's where it's getting rattled, and the United States could really evolve. The point of Pluto is to come in and help you evolve. Mm -hmm. It's just, if you've been fucking off, then it's going to suck, and it's going to sting, and that's that Scorpio saying. But if you've already been rolling out the work, working on your destiny, working on yourself, Follow, doing a spiritual practice, spiritual practice meaning, you know, the enhancement of the entirety of your life to be in alignment with your highest purpose to the best of your ability. Pluto's great. Yeah. So Scorpios inherently work with that energy more. You know, I just spent the last 10 years living on my Pluto line, and I didn't know it when I moved to Los Angeles, but, you know, everything got stripped away. Mm -hmm. I lost it all. And thank God. Yeah. Because it opened up. And so the high notion of Pluto and Scorpio is going to be destiny and soul. And so you really can you really capture that glimpse. So the death sort of season of Scorpio and Halloween is sort of what it's so famous for is this notion of death. But that's a it's a beautiful transition. Mm. And death, the death card is, is the Scorpio card. And that's the card of transition and transformation and high alchemical process and even Crowley said that the death card now is not just indiscriminate death if you look at old tarot decks you'll see like sort of this death card and you'll see often you know all these sort of different people getting different status positions whatever sort of just coming in where death just came in as a cold uh, function of the universe to sort of just to kill you. And that was it. It was finite. Dust to dust, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, and you're just rotting on the earth. Mm. The new death card is saying, no, this is true liberation. Mm. And, it, and it, it will kill off and clear the karmic bullshit ties that restrict you. So it's a great opportunity. Libra is a wonderful karmic reset, the adjustment card, and death just really finishes the job mm. uh and says let's work hand in hand and death is that final blow i have a question about death yeah. so if you were to think about people even just um as scorpio connecting with your soul and then death i i would i'm thinking like a lot of people and please tell me if i'm wrong oh, I but will. a lot of people on this planet are not connected with their soul so death would be that last sort of connection because the soul is it in its purest form when you die 
I don't or know. is it? Probably is. Yeah. I'll let you know. Yeah. I, I feel die, like I feel back. like I'm, I'm envisioning in. a real release. Yeah. It's pain and suffering. It is a sweet release. The soul's like, why did I need that 401k? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, exactly. Um, well, yeah, you can't take it with you. You can take your energetic shifts and the light that you've created. And Scorpio's legacy. Mm. You know, that's why in magic and in other traditions, and even like with Guru Jagat and a lot of uh, work at Rama, but especially talking to her a lot, you know, there's a lot of message of an emphasis of leaving a legacy, but, and I've mentioned this before, but the magical teaching is uh, teachers, you should leave uh, a legacy. Um, and that's Scorpio. So what are you leaving? So think about even what was, what is your life even about? Yeah. Right. What is the epitaph? What is your, what is your quote gravestone going to say? Like here lies a mediocre average existence your soul had a chance to thrive and do the most miraculous amazing things but you were scared mm. little boy scared little girl you didn't do shit and you played it safe and here you are and you're dead like yeah. that's what most people's gravestones are saying <gasps> you're dead you're dead you're dead <laughs> uh what is that song well, who's that ting tinga um it's Norma Tanega. <laughs> I thought it was like Norma Tinga or something. <laughs> yeah. But after watching what we do in the shadows, oh, I was like best. started listening to her. Then that's that album, uh, Walking My Cat Named Dog. So good. Which, and it's her only album. Um, she's because she's dead, isn't she? I mean, maybe now she is. Night, yeah. Um, as a Scorpio, like, are they dead? Ten <laughs> uh, X your death, but um. That show is the best. Um, so where were we? It's your soul. Yeah, your epitaph. What is it saying? Mm. Here lies a mediocre person who did average things, never took a chance on themselves, and died. And better luck next, you know, rest in peace. And yeah. uh, better luck next incarnation. Well, it's interesting because I'm thinking about, like, you know, people that maybe immigrated here. And then they were, like, trying to be a farmer, but they couldn't get the good... They didn't have good seasons and they their families were starving and how tragic something like that would be. Anyway, I just went You're from there. You're making really light of that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but so. I went from there and then I was like, wait, we live in a world where you actually can take risks. And it's probably it's designed to take risks because, I mean, I don't know. I don't know where all this is going, but doesn't look like there's i mean with inflation and then the lack of security job security i feel like you should just go for it right uh i mean you're talking about jobs no i'm talking about like just i think sometimes people the the comfort level of having a job that maybe they don't like that isn't um fulfilling anything in their their soul's purpose or just their soul not purpose um i think that those things those can be eliminated. Um, here's the problem <laughs> with what you just said. <laughs> You're just buying into and creating that narrative that your purpose is supposed to come here from your fucking job. 
And right. I just want to obliterate that notion. If you have like a life full of meaning that is working on your spiritual growth and then that's your real job and you happen to do position A for some fucking money so you can create your life, yeah. then so be it. Okay. All right. Because I, I do I have so many clients and everyone's like, oh, my, everyone wants that job that makes a lot of money while helping people. Mm. Okay. Like, um, I would, like, I watch Succession and I'm like, hell yeah. I wish I knew how to, like, be in that crazy, like, power player, tycoon, ult, like, huge position. Like yeah. That, right. So if you're, if you create a life that has, purpose and meaning the rest of it is a lot easier mm-hmm. you know pr- purpose um the power of feeling like you have a purpose and that you're connected to something deeper and more meaningful and doing things that you love you know i think you, that can change your frequency and it can all line up yeah but you know the teaching and magic is love what you're doing and then you'll be doing what you love then you change your frequency the other things start showing up let the power of Pluto do some of the work, right? Right. It'll strip it all away because what your true will is and true soul is, is going to bring you the ultimate fulfillment. Mm. What if it was your true absolute highest purpose to like work at the convenience store gas station down the road, right? In Middlebury. Yeah. Um, you would be, have the most fulfilling life. You'd be like, my life's the shit. And your mm-hmm. epitaph would say, my life was the shit. <laughs> All right? Yeah. So it's not great. always about, oh, here's the little outside thing. Maybe yeah. it was what was in alignment for you and your interactions with somebody and the people that came into that place every day is somehow you brought an energetic link and you made their life a better place. And at the end of the day, at the end of your life and in death, and I always imagine you're dying and there's like this council of some wise fucking beans that are like telling you uh okay yeah you did all right yeah and you made people's lives better because you know why you let pluto come in and fuck your shit up and you let it all burn away and you were living your soul Mm. happened to be that you were working at the gas station down the street yeah right so we get too attached to well i need this meaningful mean i gotta i gotta invent you know organic yoga mats i'm I'm gonna have a impactful i'm gonna be impactful mm. those are the key words impactful disruptor yeah <laughs> uh, serial entrepreneur good for marketing serial entrepreneur impactful disruptor yeah um more scorpios need to stand up and obliterate that which serves no purpose and that is thwarting and imprisoning every all humanity mm. so so i have another question what um so I have, so when you're looking at Pluto, it really covers, Pluto's in a sign for a long period of time, maybe like. It's like 240-ish something years. No. looking it up. Oh, I, sorry. I'm thinking like, because my Pluto is This whole cycle of Pluto. The cycle of Pluto. Okay. But yours is Libra, right? Why are you revealing that to people? Well, what I'm thinking is, okay. My Pluto is in Scorpio and there are people that are born in like the, the time, I think it was like in like the late eighties that have their Pluto in Scorpio. So are those generations? And then when you're people in the nineties, early nineties, it's like Sagittarius and Pluto or am I, am I messing this up? A little bit. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of so Capricorn. It runs, but you know what, what I'm trying to say is, is okay. there are these generations that have certain Pluto, Pluto placements 
how do those generations how would you define what they're are they supposed to have a joint mission of pluto well that's the thing these outer planets that move slow yeah there's a whole like i think it's what 10 there's a whole many years of people that have pluto and scorpio and then yeah. before you is pluto and libra and then yeah. pluto and uh virgo. virgo things like that so it can affect a big chunk of a generation. So we'll see that more of unconscious astrology for um, the planet, mm -hmm. right? So Pluto and Scorpio people started to come of age. I feel like that was somewhat of me too. Mm -hmm. The secret's out, right? Oh, yeah. Stop molesting us. Scorpio. Totally. Scorpio's dark side is going to be, uh, you know, molestation and it's rapey. Yeah. And um, so... Damn. That's coming in, but I, I attribute a lot of that. But I think a lot of woke, uh, fanatic woke ideology, because it's a, just a form of fanaticism. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not any different than, like, uptight puritanical Christians telling everyone how they should be. You shouldn't drink. You can't show your tits. You can't fuck anybody. You can't, you know, listen to music. You can't dance. Use tarot. Right? Yeah, all of that. You, you know, don't listen to the devil's music. That is that is exactly the same thing as woke culture, which is very fanatical. Mm -hmm. And that's Sagittarius, Pluto. Sag is a, is a political zealot fanatic. Mm -hmm. uh, Aquarius can be that way too. And we're in the Aquarian age. So it's the same consciousness yeah they just then then it's any consciousness like the sat pluto and sag sagittarius thinks that they're always right that's mm. the dark side of sag they're totally arrogant know-it-all and um that's what woke culture is coming from mm -hmm. um but maybe you know but that affects like bigger that's like affecting the planet and things like that more yeah. but on the individual level those slower planets and some level have less of an impact and then have a lot of impact. But Pluto, it, wherever your Pluto is in your chart, has to do with your own lessons and what your soul wanted to learn. Mm. So I would say for you, Scorpio is the secrets and the occult mysteries of the universe. Occult just means hidden wisdom. And it's very crypto, cryptic is means hidden, the word crypto. Um, so Scorpio understands and knows all the hidden frequencies the hidden ideas all the secrets so you wanted to learn probably the occult more you wanted to learn the secrets of the universe more, mm. and then how do you powerfully transform maybe on some level society as a whole and then the individual might take it to different levels right so if you look at pluto and libra that's often um that sort of defines a lot of set Gen X to some degree. And there's Pluto and Virgo people too that are Gen X. But, um, you know, Gen X, I think it was like Libra is getting along better. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it was a much more open-minded sort of generation. Yeah. We just didn't have to flaunt it everywhere and shove it in people's faces. Yeah. Like we're super open-minded. We're Libra. We get along. We respect you. What are you into? Oh, I love your culture. Let's try it out. Oh, you're identify as this. Okay, cool. Yeah. Let's move on. It doesn't, who gives a shit? Libra energy is just like, let's get along. So it's the Pluto Sag that's really fucking shit up now. But hmm. what is, um, and that's why, like, politics are, like, 
young people are too politically minded. Yeah, it's There's weird. There's like, what happened to like art and getting laid? I know. Yeah. You know? Also, what happened to just like smoking cigarettes? Well, you're pregnant. No, I'm not. I'm not taking up smoking. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, we live near a, a college and it's like, I'm like, where are the kids that are standing outside with their like metalhead hoodies smoking cigarettes? They don't exist anymore. There's no metalhead hoodie smoking kid flunky intellectuals. Yeah. They're like goody two shoe dorks and they all are going to do something to make a difference. Right. But they're. Uh, their gravestone, their Scorpio gravestone is going to be like, once again, you were incarnated, you thought you were of value, and you contributed very little, and you actually didn't make a difference, and you probably should have gotten into art, listened to some heavy metal, maybe smoked a cigarette, and did something to be a little bit more of a badass. Yeah. But you're a fucking dork. The yeah. end. You're dead. <laughs> Better luck you're next dead. incarnation. <laughs> that song is so catchy. It's that's so good. the best show. Yeah. So that's like Scorpio. That's why Scorpio's like, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah. Like I don't even want to hear it. You know, that's why like these great Don Draper and Logan Roy are yeah. fucking Scorpios. Yeah, they're and amazing. they lay it down and they just go right into you. Don Draper rewatching Mad Men would be quite fun. And he just knew how to exactly in a couple of words get right to the point, right mm-hmm. to the truth, and just rip it all away. Yeah. You know? Um and that's Scorpio. Wow. But uh yeah, I think Scorpio's the most metal sign. Oh, absolutely. Although I don't, Aries I don't think I metal. know any insecure Scorpios though, because I'm thinking about like the, the very prominent Scorpios in my life, and I'm like, well, they're all they're all very powerful people. Scorpios very are powerful magnetic. Sign. People um, want to work with them. People want to be in their energy fields. The, I was taught in magic the two most powerful signs are Scorpio and Leo. Now, remember, power isn't the end-all, be-all. There's more. There's a really intelligent signs. There's very wise signs. It's just there's a magnetism and a power, um, especially with Scorpio. But Scorpio will amplify it everything so that's where the devolved scorpio and the petty scorpio is very jealous and Mm -hmm. is very insecure and it amplifies and it will blow little things out of proportion and it'll be so dramatic and intense so that's where you got to really hone in and if you're like cool with your pluto energy if you're cool with like um letting go of that which really doesn't serve a purpose you know as the People love to quote Buddhism, attachment is sorrow. I believe Buddha said that. I don't know. You know, that's just a, the, the notion of impermanence and mm. attachment is sorrow or like the white person's interpretation of Buddhism mm. or probably, you know, whatever. It doesn't you don't really have to be white, but that's like the mainstream populist idea. But attachment is sorrow. So yeah. that's where Pluto fucks people's shit up because you're so attached to that, which doesn't truly serve you. We all do it. Yeah. It's hard to let go of shit. Um, could you say that Pluto, I mean, uh, Scorpio can be hedonistic and nihilistic? Maybe more nihilistic. nihilistic. Taurus is pretty hedonistic. Oh yeah. Right. Taurus, Taurus is just Which like, is the opposite. Taurus is like a cow. They're just like, <laughs> they're like cows that are just grazing 
the huge buffet of planet Earth. And how, where can they go and eat more grass? <laughs> the grass is always greener on another side, and they're just sucking up the fields, mm -hmm. and, just, and then they're shitting it out. Yeah. Uh, Scorpio wants to graze the inner hidden mysteries of everything. Mm. So it doesn't, it values the magic. It values the essence, you know, yeah. not the thing. Right. Okay. So, but Scorpio will value a legacy, generational legacy. Mm -hmm. An evolved Scorpio will create generational wealth, that energy or eighth house. You know, yeah. I'll look at people's charts and I'm like, oh, they only have money because they're married because I'll see certain aspects in um, the eighth house or I'll see inheritance or I'll see like a lot of Pisces sometimes in the eighth house or something that's loss or dissipation. Mm. And I'm like, oh, that's like loss of inheritance. Like, yeah. oh, it turned out your rich dad was an alcoholic and gambled it all away. Right. And I'll see some weird Pisces, Leo, you know, Saturn energy in there. And like, oh, you're screwed. You, didn't, you better like get to work. Wow. So, um, and again, it may not always be a tangible inheritance from family. Mm. But if you do have a lot of eighth house, look at where um, the universe is trying to support you. Yeah. If you just, you know, embrace the death. That's the death card. The death card is Osiris. And... That's the transformation. So um, that's the alchemical process. Mm. Scorpio is that, but it's the death part of the alchemical, and it's called the putrefaction. So you need to just sort of put in a big stew of rot and death uh, and not be so attached to the corporeal form of it all mm. um, and just say, this has got the juice. Right. Scorpio has the juice. Right. Um, and then... But then it doesn't necessarily always know. Like we move into Sagittarius and Sagittarius, ideally, unless we're talking about the know-it-all Sagittarius, evolve Sagittarius as the wisdom and the know-how and the experience to take that juice and then work it in the world. Yeah. Right? So we can't just go around trying to like kill and putrefy everything and to evolve and just have souls. Like we then have to take that into action. So in magic, we do the work to shed off that which thwarts our connection to our soul, which is usually karmic digressions, all the crap and all the lies you've allowed society and your parents to tell you. Mm. And then the subtle energies that we pick up on. But then we have to then take that pure thing or incarnate. We get to that point, but then we have to enact it. We have to do it. We have to work. We have to, we need all those other things. We need Sagittarius. We need Capricorn. Yeah. Like the sign of Scorpio just to take, oh, it's the most powerful sign. Well, that is just kind of useless on its own. Mm -hmm. Like, look at me. I'm super powerful. I was just thinking we also need Taurus because um, Taurus could really make a house look super magical. Taurus is great. Taurus is what gives you the the security and the beauty in the world to make yeah. life nice. Yeah. You know, every sign is fucking great and is absolutely important. Mm. But we're just in Scorpio season and I am a Scorpio and my birthday's Happy coming birthday. up. So let's just keep talking about that. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing we were talking about, though, is Scorpio, um, this notion of the soul. And magic teaches that our, our corporeal form and our bodies that we're incarnated to, which I've just been thinking a lot about because we're having a kid, mm -hmm. 
And this kid is like taking our combined DNA, which comes from our ancestral DNA and all of that. And cho- choosing us as parents and choosing what form is our DNA making. I know. But the idea is that the the body is, is in your face, in your eyes, all of that is an expression of your soul and where your soul is at. So now I'm like, what is this little soul? Why does it want to express through all of the DNA that we were incarnated into? Right. You know. So. And would he not? just be an occultist even if there are no there's no scorpio in his chart yeah we'll see hey little buddy <laughs> i like that uh, baby boy donovan yeah that was, was a cute. cute little thing that's a baby boy donovan sounds like well he's gonna have to be a badass yeah because you can't have a nickname like you can't be called baby boy donovan be like really sweet then you're oh, just yeah. a baby face like mama's boy yeah but like anyone with baby <laughs> like baby face you know baby face donovan are like okay probably will have heavy melons <laughs> you don't have to smoke cigarettes no <laughs> but it's like you know at least probably i'll give him a switchblade when he's really young yeah i'll have a switchblade maybe a little leather jacket i'll have a little axe to go um chaga axe if i well axe. i've already been looking at viking axes <laughs> <laughs> oh and God. we're actually getting someone's giving uh, Evie said she wanted to send him some runes, a set of runes. Um, that's really sweet. Yeah. I love her. I have another question about that, what you just said about um, the body. It, it's an expression of the soul. Um, so what What would, uh, how is, if, if it is at all, how is plastic surgery interpreted in uh, in the magical tradition? Because you're altering... Yeah, well, your physical I, your I physicality. Can, yeah, I could see it. You could see people have had plastic surgery. Their their body doesn't quite on a subtle level. If you're sensitive to it, you'll see their body isn't actually isn't projecting the and their soul as well. Mm, interesting. But I do think about well, if you got like oh, let's say a little something that kept you looking the same, but just younger, mm. would that not be looking the same? I'm right. just putting this out there now in case I ever, you know, want to facelift it down the road. I don't or I don't Botox. think you need a facelift. I think you get better with age to be honest. Um, well, I'm a man. Yeah. <laughs> Men have that ability. Um, but I have to say Masha, the wife in succession, I don't think she has 1 ounce of Botox or plastic surgery and she looks fucking amazing. The actress. Yeah. Eh, she probably does. They just do it subtly enough that I love you don't her. notice. So you're oh, not, yeah. So maybe probably. you're, I'm just saying, maybe you're not messing with your soul. But if you're totally tweaking something, you know, um, it's like, you know, but, you know, at the same token, I always thought about that. And then from years ago, my teacher's partner decided that they uh, were a man and transitioned. So I'm like, Okay, like that. Oh, yeah. So. um, It's a whole other. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that was sort of like maybe who I am or who I identify as. I mean, magic's definitely. Well, magic can be a little gender bendery and it's a little can be androgynous. That's the old word. Now everybody's like non-binary, non-binary. Yeah. Which always makes me think if you're either binary or non-non-binary, it's still a binary world. Mm -hmm. But in magic, we have the middle pillar and it's this third homogeneous sort of. 
and that's why whether you're male or female you still activate male and female energies and vice versa um but you know so that's a whole other thing to look at but that that goes a lot deeper and so yeah, yeah. maybe i don't know i don't it's like i don't have all the answers but that was yeah. just like i didn't even think of okay that, yeah. this person really is identifying as a as male yeah um and this this technology is available to us mm-hmm. you know at what point i always wonder too like remember we saw that amish person in new york when we were driving to vermont and oh were, yeah yeah which by the way in an early episode when you asked me what kind of <laughs> Uh, car I'd have and I said a flaming chariot and you're yeah. like like the Amish <laughs> no not like the Amish and we saw an Amish little chariot like a little wagon blazing little down the highway with a horse like click click click, yeah. click 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 it sounded like Monty Python movie and there he was but I'm like well, in that culture and I guess we could just ask next time I'm hanging out with some Amish like where do you draw the line on like the technology you can't use right you know, as a horse-drawn carriage is okay, mm-hmm. like um, like our old Orthodox neighbor. Like, where does he draw the line on Saturday? Yeah. You know, no electricity, but people... I sold my bicycle to a Jewish guy who got tired of walking on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to bike. So I was like, okay, bike's okay. But yeah. what if it was a motorized bike? Could he do that? No. I don't but where's so. the line? Like, what year do you cut off the technology? Yeah, that's a good like, that's Well, a good 1850. Any technology right. created after that, because all of that, the bicycle's technology. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. not, you know. I, I don't know. We should we should uh, interview. We should have a whole, we should have an Amish person. Oh, they might not be able to come on the podcast. Oh, we'll have to get an Orthodox Jewish person, which probably does not exist in Vermont, and not on a Saturday. Yeah. We'll ask him yeah. if he'd even talk. Yeah. This is where I just play Jewish. I'll just tell them. I'm yeah, Jewish. you pull out the name Newman. Yeah. The, the family body, name. The, the the Jewish side of the family. I found yeah. out apparently I was German. I didn't even know. There you go. Um the lake told me. Which means the baby's gonna be a little German. Yeah. So I thought I was Dutch, part Dutch. Turned out it was actually German this whole time. I didn't even know it. Amazing. I'm having my birthday. I'm going to be so much older. <laughs> and uh, biologically, there's some German. Um, but yeah. doesn't the magician actually age younger? The teaching is, here's two great teachings. The magician always gets younger. Mm-hmm. The magician always has a nice place to live. Yeah. Keep those going. Nice place to live is super Taurus. Totally. Uh, regenerative ability is Scorpio. So that there's that dynamic. You get younger and you always have a nicer place to live. Yeah. So we can do that this Scorpio season. And it's, uh, you know, there's an energy. Because I think people love it because ultimately people are trying to really strive for who they are. Mm-hmm. And the soul's going to give you real fulfillment. You know, like the notion too. like Scorpio is sex and death. But I think the misnomer is a little bit is that um, Scorpio, it's more about the energy, the transformative energy of sex. If you think about how powerful sex is so powerful that two um, 
people, two animals even, come together and that act creates the vessel for a soul to incarnate in. Mm. You know, I don't believe and magic doesn't believe that that is what creates life. Like when somebody's like a parent thinks they created life, like that's bullshit. Um, <laughs> they created the the vessel, the biological vessel for a soul to incarnate in. Mm. We didn't create this. Oh, he's soul. kicking now. He's like, he that's like, right, yeah, Dad. He's like, you didn't. Yeah. yeah mom thought she. Uh, she's more yeah. responsible than totally. she actually is. Yeah. See, little buddy, little <laughs> baby boy Donovan. Um, he's like, did he respond to the switchblade in the leather jacket? No, just now that. What you're that. talking about now? He's like, yeah. Maybe. Do you want some heels? <laughs> Yeah, he just kicked. What? <laughs> well, we'll call those boots. Those will we'll get them rock star boots. Yeah. Um, like my little cousin, or my cousin's son, but whatever. So cute. Second cousin. <laughs> um, but this time is is that this is really the time of the soul. So it is the time of death, which is true liberation. Yeah. So let it be a little easier. Don't be afraid. Scorpio seems scary, to, you know, in a way, because it just wants to get into the hidden truth. Like, if you look up, like, old, I love older astrology books that are sort of for, like, regular people. Um, and you'll always see, like, Scorpio careers, and it'll say detective. Mm. Because that is, it is, is a detective, because it wants to go into what are the, what are, what, what are we not seeing here? Let me try to see it. Yeah. And that's Scorpio. Um, I bet Scorpios are really good at interrogating people. I would hope. I mean, yeah, they should be. Any Scorpio worth their salt. <laughs> Again, you got to rattle people. Yeah. You got to say that one word because you're going to exploit their weaknesses. Right. Um, I think more Scorpios. Well, Scorpio is just hidden. Though Scorpio wants privacy. Mm-hmm. Like, we're having an Aquarius at this point. So Aquarius, that's real can be friendly, really open-minded. I think a Scorpio kid would be more moody, yeah. more intense, really want privacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and their sting must be really rough. Well, I was a Scorpio kid. Yeah. And I like to do my thing. Like, I wanted, I always needed, and I still like it. I just like, just give me space. Let me do the thing. Let me figure it out on my own. Mm. Um, and I don't have to, like, chit-chat about everything about my life, even though I have a podcast and I'm pretty talkative. <laughs> um, I only, I reveal a lot, and then I say nothing about other things. Yeah. I have a question. But, yeah. Um. So... When it comes to Halloween and wearing oh. masks, where does that come into, like, is there something that's affiliated with Scorpio putting on different personas, or or is that, no. is Halloween just, like, you know, it's coincidentally happening around Scorpio There's season? deeper teachings. I don't want to reveal it. Well, there's Day of the Dead, too. Well, that... Uh, I just know from living in LA and going to Day of the Dead, and it's pretty cool in those altars. And then I saw that movie Coco, so that's the extent of what I know. Probably yeah. that's not we that in magic. That's a different day and a different teaching. I don't want to get into those. Those are secret teachings. Okay. Um. So don't ask me again. Look, about there you are. Publicly. holding what? secrets. Yeah. That's yeah. Like that's magic isn't just wide open fuck fest for everyone to just know everything. <laughs> It's not yeah. actually. 
No, I know. Some things are meant to kept hidden and sacred. Mm. I'm tired of people babbling on about the Aquarian age as if you have no right to privacy. Mm. And that, you know, yes, the teachings and magic is open now. Whoever wants to participate can show up and start to participate. Doesn't mean like everyone gets to to have everything for free. Yeah. Um, But the masks are interesting that you bring that up because what's the Taurus card? The Hierophant. Yes. And if you look at the Hierophant card, at least in the Thoth deck, because it's a much wiser deck in my humble opinion. Um, not very humble opinion, but in true, through many years of experience. But if you look at that deck, there's four, there's masks. And the deeper teaching of that is that of, and the hierophant is the spiritual teacher, is the teacher. The really that word is loosely means translates as the expounder of the mysteries. But um, a teacher will wear many masks and present teachings in many different ways, and the teachings, spiritual teachings, will come through many different masks and teachers. So you can't be so literal. I feel like, especially in Western culture in America, we have this notion that the teacher always has to be, you know, uh, some, I want to say some wise man with a beard or some crone woman doing her witchy crone stuff. Um, and we don't, maybe he smokes a pipe. The, the, like the Gandalf style teacher. <laughs> I'm thinking like, uh, you know, the Indian guy with the beard. Oh, or I was the, thinking like an Alan Watts, but yeah. Well, okay. Okay. Uh, or like <laughs> the bald, you know, whatever, the Dalai Lama look, the whole Buddhist stick with shaving and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, those are costumes, those are robes. That's their tradition. That's cool. But the teachings can show up through many different masks, and you got to learn to see through that. So Scorpio will see through it, but also be open to how teachings show up mm-hmm. and let go of your narrative of what the spiritual teacher is supposed to be. Like um, someone is just so kind and loving. Spiritual teacher is going to use the dynamic, the Taurus, real Taurus energy. A spiritual teacher is going to teach you the tools and mm-hmm. give you the tools that you create and you use those tools to create a more spiritually abundant life. The Scorpio teacher will uh, cut through those veils. And so there's the mask of illusion, but then there's just the mask of how do you present the teachers always presenting illusions. Yeah. In magic, we say that we're the masters of illusion. And that has to do with we live in a world of illusion. And we have mastery over this realm. Right. Not like we're, do, we're stage magicians doing tricks. But on some level, we are. But we're the masters of illusion. Mm. So we live in a world of illusion. Mm. The illusions are that which gets the matrix of illusion that is in our soul. So magic, we we have we learn mastery over that, which really comes down to knowing your soul, right? You know, but the masks full circle. There's, it's interesting that the master and the hierophant card. Mm. Um, plus, you know, a real teacher it will trigger your ego. You know, yeah. Different teachers throw. I mean, there's that teacher Ama. Mm-hmm. Right? She just hugs everybody. Not my sh- thing. Yeah. I went once. It was cool. You did? Right? Yeah. You got hugged by her? Twice. Cool. On the same day. 
Really? Well, I gave her a high five. I met mm. her right as she came in. Mm. Somebody just like shoved me, and they're like, oh "My God, Amma's here!" And she walked in. I thought she was like a like a pro wrestler <laughs> coming through. And then there's just people like like zombies with their arms stretched out trying to touch her. And wow, I was like, "This is some old paradigm shit right here. Totally. This is some Piscean age human worship." Um, but she's a teacher who probably wears the mask of a woman who wants to hug everybody. Mm. Pretty interesting incarnation when I you think how about it. it. What she, it her shtick is like post uh, COVID era. Uh, yeah, probably not. No, I don't know. I don't know if she's hugging. Probably not. Yeah. I don't know. That's just another way in which the remember it wasn't COVID that did that. It was the government restrictions yeah. did it and the arbitrary to um you know, take people away from their spiritual evolution. If you're super into Ama, good for you. I mean, I think it's kind of cool. She creates, she's raised like, I think like billions of dollars or close to it um, by hugging people. But everyone just like was running there. And I swear it was like, it was like a pro wrestler entrance when you see them like come in on the sides and everyone's like, yeah. And she's like touching people's hands. Like they're, to, in my mind, she's like high fiving. And then she just grabbed my hand and she like shook it and it was up and it was like a high five hand yeah. grab. <laughs> and everyone's like, what? Like, oh my God. And then I waited around till like five in the morning. What? And finally hugged her. Wow. And, uh, you know, she's a very good hugger. Mm, I bet. Like, it's a big hug. It's like, you're just like, it's a big ama bear hug. And she just grabs you and your, like, head is, like, in her chest. And, you know, it's, I I was fascinated by the whole thing. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, she does something. I would probably never want to deal with all of that again, but. You know, I'm super interested by someone somewhere along their life decided, you know, there's a job for me. And that's like hugging everybody and giving some blessing. No. Um, so that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. So maybe she has a fulfilling job. I don't know what she's like in person. I mean, what is she like privately? She could be like the worst, you know, <laughs> but people want always think teachers are supposed to be like super kind and gentle mm. and that's just wrong yeah you're not that's not a teacher if they're just letting you do the same old same old right a teacher's gonna shake your shit up yeah we're still in the five year it's the year of a teacher five is a pointy energy teachers are pointy teachers will skewer your ego mm. and that's the thing that's what i was taught in magic the teacher will never attack your soul but the, your ego is going to get rattled so it's very Scorpio, if you think about it. Yeah. Like, so if you're attached to your ego, you will have sorrow. And I, yes, Gina, I don't mean ego, like your confidence and being self-assured in the wor mm. world. I mean, the magical term of ego means the false parts of yourself. Right. That you are often so blindsided by. Universal you. Well... No, ego is the false you. <laughs> no, I'm like, are you talking to me? You're talking to uh... both. <laughs> no, because last time I tried to talk about ego, you were like, blah 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted to make it clear. I want to make it clear for the listeners, but, right? Um, you know, you might get rattled this season. Mm -hmm. But Scorpio is kind of has a charm, has a power, has a magnetism. 
I was trying to say earlier, Scorpio will amplify everything. So it's amplifying negative, petty, tyrant, jealousy right. and blowing thing out of, everything out of proportion. Or it takes something powerful. Scorpio is very inclusive and uh, very generous energy and wants, just kind of wants to, it wants to include um, and it's not like, oh, inclusive, like Libra, chit-chatty, friendly, or Aquarius, you know, sort of community. Um, and Scorpio energy is very loyal, and it needs to be because it's your soul. And your soul goes through all this crap where you neglect it over many incarnations. And here it is. Your soul is still sticking around, loyal mm. to you and your disconnect. Yeah. As the teaching is in magic, I was separated by love for the chance of union. For mm -hmm. love's sake, for the chance of union. That's the goddess knew it. Something happens where we are incarnated from the creator, from this uh, ultimately universal soul. And then there's a schism. We forget. Yeah. And we're trying to kind of go back to that source. Scorpio has access Okay. That little speck, that secret I know what I'm going to do for source. the new moon manifestation. Good. For Scorpio. But don't say it. I'm not. Okay. It's a secret. Scorpio season. I'm not even telling you. Honor your your secrets. Yeah. Um, the as long as it's not so secret that you're so c confused and lying and fooling yourself. Yeah. Um, but our souls kind of are this little secret. It's our secret power. Mm. Scorpio's secret powers. For sure. Yeah. Um, this is the this is the time. I'm doing a talk on Rama. I'll, I'll reveal a little more on the 31st. The real energy, though, is the day before. Which energy is that? The energy of these times. Mm. You're asking too many questions now. <laughs> okay. Just, I'm a Scorpio. I'll drop the <laughs> hints as needed. Yeah. Magic is very <laughs> magic is a very Scorpio path. Yeah. Well, what are the hidden mysteries of the universe? What is unseen that I will discover? Right? Like that's that's what's happening here. Right. Um yeah, the uh, looking at different charts, I don't know how much Scorpio energy our child will have or not. I'm I'm telling you I mean, if we have another kid and they're a Scorpio, I'll, I'll know how to deal with it. But I'm telling you, like, I was like, oh, a Scorpio? Or I wouldn't want a Scorpio parent, mm. honestly. No offense, buddy. Yeah, I'll be a great Scorpio parent. Yeah. Uh, and I do know great Scorpio parents that listen to this uh, this pod. But, you know, just in my mind. Right. But sometimes, you know, this child wants nothing more than a Scorpio and Aries parent with a mom with a Scorpio moon, like it chose that. Yeah. I wanted a Sagittarius dad and for some reason an Aries mother. Right. Mostly probably so I could just argue. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right, I'll allow another question. Um, well, do we want to get into ghost stories? Oh yeah. I guess we will probably record another episode. Um, Let's save that for now. Let's get into ghost stories. I have okay. a lot of them. Okay. Do you want to tell one? Or you no. want to save it? Yeah, okay. let's save it. Okay. Until next time. Okay. Well, we'll be in the thick of it. Um. Oh, wait. But Halloween's the big ghost. Yeah. Nah. 
It's not flowing. Okay. I have a question. Okay. Um, so numerology-wise, eighth house, mm-hmm. obviously we talked about like the regenerative um, resources, money, legacy. Um, OTP. Other people's money. Or I mean money. OTM, OTP. What is that again? Uh, OT, yeah, OTM, other people. No, OPM. OPM. I'm really fucked that up. <laughs> yeah, other people's money. Okay. But is there anything else about the number eight that... Well, yeah, totally. It's interesting how the numerology and then the houses line up, mm. right? Like third house is like learning and is very mind driven. And then the number three is um, the positive mind. Yeah. And then sort of Gemini energy, if you think about it, one of the aspects, it's also Saturn, you know, that everyone wants everything to fit in like a perfect shoe in, but uh, that's not how the universe works. But um, the eight, the number eight, is regenerative it's the life force so when your eight game is strong and is powerful you have access to a lot of life energy and a lot of vitality it is that life force vitality that is like the the life energy of scorpio scorpio is always thought of as death energy but it's transformation into new life and so to endure you need endurance and that life force of eight gives you that endurance and gives you that power and it gives you the energy and the eight is also the the energy of it can translate as money and things like that so totally is connected to those powers and those abilities even though astrologically it's the planet mercury Mm -hmm. um but just think yeah it's raw vital life force power and if you have a lot of life force in your energy field, you're going to transform and endure anything. You will survive the death. There is no death. It's eternal. So eight is infinite life force. It's finite or infinite, infinite. So um, Scorpio is a very infinite energy field. Your soul is infinite. So totally connects the numbers. It always sort of meshes in. This one's like a pretty good shoe in and just think, Oh, you ha- you're vital, you're powerful, you're strong, you're full of life. Mm. And when you're that full of life, you can transform as powerfully as you want. The more life you have, the bigger the death, meaning the bigger the transformation. So you're going to achieve new heights. So this is a great opportunity to achieve new heights. I also feel like what I'm getting and what I feel is uh, really... Uh, this concept of legacy seems more important than ever right now. Well, we're having a child. Well, yeah. And then you wrote a book. Like, I feel like it's just... You have your box of ancient Gina stuff? I have a box entitled Ancient Gina, and it's all of my old journals. Remington probably wanted to throw them away, and I was like, no. I was like, wouldn't you want a box of I ancient I Peter just asked, your I said, box? Do you do you want all this stuff? I absolutely do, even though some of it might just be like, when the kids really, when I'm really old and the kid finds the ancient Gina box, he's going to be like, what the hell was my mom doing? <laughs> <laughs> wow. My mom's a real boring bummer. <laughs> um, I don't think so. Well, I won't. No, read I those. doubt it. Um, it's for posterity. It's a yeah. word now I use all the time because yeah, we're having a kid and you're like, 
Oh, because remember, I had a bunch of things. I was like, let's. I just am going to get rid of it, and then you saved it. Cause, yeah. So you're saving a lot of things for little baby boy Donovan to um, to look at when he's older. Well, what if there's going to be a museum about you? You know, you got to have stuff. You have to have artifacts. Okay, well that's uh, interesting I, I think and low key delusional. Think, yeah, they're okay. The but Remington all I'm saying Donovan is, museum. I'll go right up next to uh, up Lake Champlain, next to one of those forts, the Revolutionary. All War I'm forts. saying is, whenever I go to funerals and there's like no artifacts of the person, I'm like, what? What is this? Well, I actually think that would be really cool at funerals is to have artifacts. Yeah. They should lay out funerals like museum. I remember my friend's grandfather, he actually had his, um, my friend's mother had pulled some artifacts from World War II that he had saved and she had them like in display cases and I thought that was so cool. Did I talk about on the podcast how I went to the funeral of one of the guys who invented the Etch-A-Sketch? No. Yeah. I, um, so this guy was like, he talked about a grumpy old man. He was like the most kind of cantankerous uh, kind of a jerk. I sort of liked him. Like I, he, I, you know, and he would come in. He always got the same thing. It was the most expensive things on the menu, which to add up, this place is a really nice restaurant. And um, one the last day I ever waited on him, he wanted the chocolate souffle, which I think is a very overrated dessert because it just tastes like an omelet. It tastes like chocolate omelet. <laughs> and um. He wanted the souffle, and you have to order those ahead of time because they take forever, and you got to plan it out. And I did it all right on my end, and he was waiting for the souffle. Oh, um, on a side note, though, he would always get the whatever the most expensive like steak. Usually, it's, it was a tenderloin, and then he eat half of it, and then have you cut it up into little pieces, and he would take it home for his cat. Hmm. and he'd slip you five bucks for putting it in the box (laughs) and like extra on top of like the rest of the tip so i was like all right he's like generous and he didn't get the souffle and he got all pissed off he's like god damn it he's like i'm missing my shows (laughs) and so he just skipped out on the souffle because this was back in the day where he had to watch tv probably in real time Mm -hmm. and uh he was missing his shows he was really pissed and then we find out a few days later he died. Aww. And I was like, oh, man, my last interaction was he was pissed about the souffle, which was the pastry chef's fault, just for the record. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I was like, that's kind of a bummer. And then his family came in to tell us, but they invited. They were like, he loved coming here so much. We'd love to have you at the funeral. Aww. And they invited me and the chef. Really? To go to this funeral. And he was one of the inventors of the Etcher sketch. Whoa. And I was like, what the hell am I doing at this funeral? But he, they had an artifact. And by the coffin during the wake period, there was an easel with an Etcher sketch on it. Oh, my God. Yeah. But I feel like they should have hired one of those Etcher sketch artist to like do a portrait of him on oh yeah totally something. but there was the etcher sketch that he helped create and Aww. made his millions off the etcher sketch wow uh but the guy never got a souffle so um i feel like the chef who was the owner did something um and gave the family 
like a meal or did something with souffles. You can't really cater with souffle. Yeah. But I think trying to atone for the mess up on the guy's souffle and then he died. The souffle atonement. Yeah, the souffle atonement. Wow. The souffle of death. Wow. Maybe we should call it this uh, episode, (laughs) atonement souffle. Yeah. Um. So that was that. Oh, man. That grumpy old guy. Well, at least he got to watch his shows before he died. Yeah, he got his shows. He probably no was more... The shows were probably more important than the souffle. Well, obviously, because he split. Yeah. He probably figured he'd be back I again. wonder what his shows were. Was it the middle of the day? No, it was at night. Oh, okay. I don't know what his shows were. Probably like Larry King. Friends. Imagine. <laughs> um... Was that even, I'm not even sure if that was on then. I think it was past friends time. But when did that go off air? 2002, I think. Oh. 2004, mm. maybe? It was borderline. Could still, maybe it was friends. Oh. He's like, what's Monica? What's happening? <laughs> well, that's the only character I know. Yeah. Um, Never got into that That sounds show. sad, too. Like, if you're, if you're a fanatic of a television show and you just want to see it to the end and then you die... Oh, like he didn't get to see the last episode. Yeah. Hopefully it wasn't Friends. Yeah, he probably got to watch in the afterlife. They it's told probably him like the in ending. Fox News. Yeah. <laughs> who's, who's that rapey guy on there? Uh, Bill oh. Bill O'Reilly? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or you're like, oh, all of them. Yeah, I'm like, which um, one? <laughs> yeah. Roger. Roger Rapey Scorpio. Yeah. Asshole. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's that. Roger Ailes? That's it. So happy Scorpio season. Wait, we're ending it like that? Well, what do you want to talk about? Oh, I I don't know. I think that was it. Okay, you say that's it. That's it's Scorpio season. That's it. So happy Scorpio happy season. Happy Scorpio season. Wait, no. You're supposed to say happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Um, okay, say that again. Happy Scorpio season. And happy birthday. All right. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Don't sing if you want to live long They have no use for your song You're dead, you're dead, you're dead You're dead and out of this world You'll never get a second chance Plan all your moves in advance Stay dead, stay dead, stay dead Stay dead and out of this world Run fast, don't stand in the sun There's too much work to be done You're down, you're down, you're down You're down and out of this world Don't ever talk with your eyes Sure that you compromise You're dead, you're dead, you're dead You're dead and out of this world Hear the unloved weeping like rain Guard your sleep from the sound of their pain Long gone, long gone, long gone Long gone and out of this world When you smile and it tears your face It's time
time for the inhuman race. You're down, you're down, you're down, you're down and out of this world. Now your hope and compassion is gone. You sold out your dream to the world. Stay dead, stay dead, stay dead. You're dead and out of this world. Let thy soul be awakened.